Welcome to Let's Talk Loyalty, an industry podcast for loyalty marketing professionals. I'm your host, Paula Thomas, and if you work in loyalty marketing, join me every week to learn the latest ideas from loyalty specialists around the world. This show is sponsored by Comark, a global provider of innovative software products and business services. Comark's platform is used by leading brands across all industries to drive their customer loyalty. Powered by AI and machine learning, Comark technologies allow you to build, run, and manage personalized loyalty programs and product offers with ease. For more information, please visit comark.com. Welcome to this episode of Let's Talk Loyalty. Featuring another exciting guest who is returning for a second time to the show to share his insights. Renato Ramos is the Director of Loyalty for the Star Alliance. And he's also now the Managing Director for the Star Alliance in Australia. Renato was last with us on the show as a guest in April 2021. Now, as many of you know, the Star Alliance created a real milestone for the airline industry when it was founded in 1997. It was truly the first global airline alliance, linking five major airlines into a single network and offering a completely new type of service to international travelers. Since then, the Star Alliance has expanded to 26 member airlines, who together fly to 195 countries worldwide. And today we've invited Renato back on the show to share the story of another completely new service to international travelers. It's a new co-branded credit card, but this time it's issued by the actual Airline Alliance. The new Star Alliance co-branded credit card offers people in Australia the opportunity to fast-track their status to gold based on their everyday spend and even when they're not flying. It's a radical new strategy and one that's proving to be an incredible success. So I really hope you enjoy learning all about it in today's episode. Separately, you've heard me mention now a few times that we're actively inviting you to comment, compliment and question our guests simply by typing your feedback and comments in the show notes anywhere you're listening to the show. I don't know about you guys, but for me, when I read or watch something online or even on YouTube, I really get amazing insights from the comments from other people. So, we are one of the world's first podcasts to offer listeners the same opportunity. So, with all that said, I hope you enjoy listening to Renato Ramos as he shares all about this new product, the world's first co-branded credit card for an airline alliance. So, Renato Ramos, welcome back to Let's Talk Loyalty. Hello, Paula. It's a pleasure to be here again. I Great. think last time we talked, you were celebrating the number 100 uh, podcast and now hundreds after we are here again and uh, congratulations <laughs> for such a successful program. 
Thank you so much. You're very kind, Renato. Indeed, I don't think I ever thought I would get to episode 100, but today is episode 327. And as you know, I have a small team as well now as part of Let's Talk Loyalty. So yes, just a quick shout out to uh, to Pooja and John in the background, making this happen for us. So lots of change on all fronts, um, including your global uh, position, location, and uh, a whole new role and an exciting product that you've launched, which we're going to talk about today. But before we get into all of the latest news from Star Alliance, tell us, Renato, uh, what is your favorite loyalty program other than your own? <laughs> <laughs> sure. So uh, I can tell you as a, as a Brazilian, um, I was addicted to Starbucks, uh, to a good coffee, right? Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I, I was even a promoter with my colleagues to say, come on, let's go to Starbucks to collect yeah. stars. Yeah. I was not even working for Starlines at the point, but it was already haunting me. Yeah. <laughs> wow. It was an incredible program because it was easy to collect the stars and to redeem uh, uh, free uh, drinks. Uh, so it, I really loved the experience. Everything was mobile. So back then, I don't know if it's still the same. Yeah. I was just sorry that it was not the same in Germany when I lived there. Okay. And here in Singapore, I haven't tried so far. Okay. But that was my favorite one, yeah. Definitely. That's incredible, actually, because, for example, Starbucks here in the UAE has launched um, now. I can't remember the time frame, but certainly, let's say within the last 12 months. So mm -hmm. I know there is, a, of course, a global imperative for a brand like Starbucks to make sure that that incredible addiction opportunity in the most <laughs> positive sense I do actually like that word because obviously that's we're in the business of creating compelling behavior. So, um, so that's incredible. Yeah. So that was uh, yes. quite far ahead in Brazil. Yeah. Yeah. That was back in 2013, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Um, yeah. And I, and I love when you have this uh, uh, really life changing for uh, benefits for customer experience. Like yeah. the use of the mobile app at that point was super nice and made life super easy. Yeah. And I could mention another one that I heard at a, uh, Uber in the US. From what I heard, they have this perk that if you are one of those frequent uh, users, your name, whenever you call a, a Uber driver, you you get a you get a head in the queue if you are frequent. So that is something that wow. would definitely make me use the uh, Uber. Yeah. program and their services because that that would make my life way, way more easier so sometimes i say that uh, yeah. less sexier benefits in a sense of yeah. marketing awareness promotion they really change the customer mm -hmm. life and and that i believe that is the most effective action for a, a loyalty program uh, that that that's really exciting yeah, I think it's a good criteria. We could develop the, the sexy scale of loyalty programs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's true. super funny. But but you're right, actually, Renato. And, you know, for me, the whole idea of what Starbucks has done, I mean, there's just so many um, reasons to love their, their work um, as loyalty professionals, totally independent of the coffee, actually, which is, of course, getting <laughs> the basics right in, in industry term. But from a loyalty perspective, you're certainly not the first person on this show to mention Starbucks rewards as their favorite. 
Um, what has always amazed me in, in the, the research I've done on it, and again, from outside a more mature market, let's say, for Starbucks, um, it was incredible to see this idea of the bank of Starbucks. I don't know if you've ever seen this kind of headline, but the amount mm. of prepayment that uh, Starbucks manages to convince people to, to pay in advance, um, you know, even before subscriptions became popular as loyalty mechanics, Starbucks had us all prepaying for the coffee um, and then earning the stars later, but so much cash in advance. I mean, to me, that's just genius. Definitely, definitely. And I think another aspect that I read that is really impressive is how you have to adapt the program uh, in, a, in a global scale like yeah. for different target audience for the different uh, relevant aspects of your uh, customer journey, depending on where you're loyalty program so uh, that's why it was different the program that I used to have in Brazil than the one that I used to have in Germany so we yeah. have different customers you have different behaviors and then you have to adapt the yeah. features of your loyalty program for your for your local target audience so it's you have to have this regional uh, approach having a global strategy but having a regional approach and mm. I think that makes a difference as well for sure, for sure. And it's a, it's a nice segue into, I suppose, first of all, all of the change at Star Alliance, um, mm -hmm. both, I suppose, in terms of you personally, and of course, in terms of what you've managed to create with this incredible new um, Alliance uh, credit card. So very excited to hear about the project particularly. But first of all, it was episode 100. It was April 2021, actually, when we, we last had our conversation. And I remember seeing a press release when I was researching for that recording that there was a big announcement that no longer would Frankfurt just be the sole, I suppose, global headquarters for Star Alliance, but actually there was a new uh, hub, I guess is the correct term, in Singapore. And lo and behold, now I look today and you're already 11 months living in Singapore. Uh, so tell us about the, the strategy in terms of the Singapore hub. So Star Alliance, is, uh, it was a company established in Germany. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and, 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 and then there was a decision to expand uh, to, uh, to the Asian markets, one of the fast-growing markets for the airline industry. Uh, you have here in Singapore, you have a, a, a hub for new technologies uh, for different people from all over yeah. to exchange knowledge. So. Um, it, it, it makes sense to have mm -hmm. this second uh, location. Uh, mm -hmm. We call it the center of excellence with customer experience, with marketing, um, and uh, with our digital team located okay. here. We yeah. still have the mother company uh, in Germany uh, okay. with all the corporate services. Okay. Uh, and then that, and that, so it, there was this second company created, Star Alliance Singapore. That is the, mm -hmm. The daughter company of Star Alliance Germany. Yeah. We have another company in France that is uh, managing the our lounge in Charles de Gaulle. Okay. That is a direct company that that we manage. It, besides, we have all the other uh, uh, lounges branded as Star Lounges, but this is a little bit different. Yeah. And lastly, uh, we we just created a Star Alliance Australia. Yeah. Uh, because of this new initiative. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, due to the difference in, in what we would have to manage 
in yeah. Australia. Yeah. Uh, we created a different company. It's the same reason why we have a company in France, for example, to manage a specific business yeah. or that launch, but that in a different scale in Australia uh, mm. due to what we expect to have there with this credit card. Okay, exciting time. So life in Singapore, I know, is very nice, sometimes a little humid, but um, we have some wonderful uh, members of the audience, actually, of Let's Talk Loyalty, Renato. So if you ever need to connect with any of the wonderful loyalty professionals in Singapore, I keep saying I need an excuse to come. So maybe we'll have to have a little loyalty event together in, in Singapore at some point. Um, yeah. Yeah, but but I like the the explanation and thank you for that context because it is absolutely right that we need our corporate headquarters and the corporate services, but it's often been discussed on this show that there's, you know, equal importance, I guess, in terms of agility, focus on, you know, innovation and having a little bit of distance, I think, from the corporate headquarters does give you almost psychologically, I think, you know, an opportunity to think differently and and to start working on things um, just with a different mindset. So I don't know if that's the case with the, the center of excellence, but just given how digitally advanced uh, Asia can be in many sectors, I think it just must be so exciting for you to be based there now. Yeah, I think it's a good opportunity for sure. Um, and, uh, and, 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 and besides that, um, uh, having access to a different market, being close to carriers that we were not that physically close before, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. In, uh, Singapore Alliance or even our now New Zealand that now can come with a, a less uh, longer, less long flight, so that yeah. than <laughs> usual. The, but um, but I think uh, we have our clients, our shareholders. They are everywhere in the globe. Yes. So it's a challenge for us to be located in in one uh, in, in one sole place. I have of meetings course. with yeah. Chicago, yeah. with Toronto, with uh, uh, Panama. Uh, with uh, Auckland and and everything in between those locations, right? So time zone is always tough yeah, on yeah, us. Yeah, uh, and, and, yeah. And 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 then the 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 beautiful beauty of, of of the alliance is to put them together. So we have to manage times different time zones. Yeah. Uh, 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 to 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 make to make able to make a conversation uh, uh, happen, right? And that's why sometimes it's better yeah. to have uh, a trip somewhere where everybody's okay. in the same time zone to discuss something. And I can say that like the the difference in having a face-to-face -face conversation to discuss a problem or uh, to discuss a project, uh, yeah. you cannot even compare. I, yeah. And, and that, that was a challenge for Australia because, well, the idea started before COVID and then it was launched after COVID. So I basically had one meeting in Sydney where we were having the RFP for the bank, the network, and then I had the launch and everything else was online with the, wow. with the different participating areas and yeah. with the partners. So yeah. that was an extra layer of uh, challenge there. Yeah. Yeah. Super complicated. So listen, let's get into talking about the project. As you said, Renato, uh, the idea goes back um, quite a few years already. So 2017 and um, kicking off this idea about an airline rewards program um, for consumers and a world first airline, pardon me, world first alliance branded credit card. 
So tell us, where did the idea come from? Whose idea was it in the beginning? Yeah, so uh, I am I, I still I'm still thrilled for be, have been being in Sydney in the last uh, 14th or uh, 15th of, of November and saying the words Star Alliance is coming to Australia. On behalf of Star Alliance, I'm thrilled to announce the launch of the HSBC Star Alliance credit card. Wow! It was it was incredible. Uh, this this story uh, this story started in 2017. Mm-hmm. And and the idea came from one of the airlines okay. that are are present in Australia flying out. They had this uh, idea coming out of uh, of a brainstorming session with the with the sales team in Australia. How could they differentiate themselves? Okay. Uh, this idea was brought to something that we have in different markets, so a, a, a commercial steering. Uh, council and okay. then um, this group accepted the idea so we have to just to picture the scenario that we have yeah partners that yeah. sometimes compete in the same market right so yeah uh, it, that's why it's so challenging to make this product uh, to make this idea uh, to 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 launch so uh first the commercial the commercial uh, agents for the different carriers they accepted the idea and they started to promote it. That was when, in 18, so I, I joined Star in 17. So probably this idea started even before I joined Star. Okay. I, I joined Star in October 17. And in my first meeting with the heads of loyalty, uh, it was in San Francisco, we had a request from our colleagues from New Zealand yeah. to come and present the idea to the heads of loyalty, to a smaller strategic group that meets more often to yeah. discuss the business plan. Yeah. I said, okay, so the, the, the meeting is going to be in San Francisco this time. Are you willing to fly like for, I don't know, one hour? And they said, no, the idea is super good. It got a lot of traction. I said, okay. tell me more about the idea. Yeah. So they explain about the cre- a, a single credit card that could, that, that could issue miles for the different uh, airlines. So then that, that's why uh, I think it's so connected to the current marketing tagline that i have here together better connected yeah that, uh, like, together we we could be stronger um uh, then uh, to to make this uh one proposition to customers in what we call a non-home market where we don't have a local carrier of course uh, of course the challenge is that we don't have the same network yeah. on a standalone basis that yeah. uh, is way smaller than the local carrier so maybe together to the international traveler, that's where the, the target audience comes in place. We could offer something different. And then I say, okay, I'm skeptical about the idea, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Because we all know how protective we are with our members, with our yeah. royalty programs, right? And how we act in, in, in countries that we are not based as well. So yeah. they are, uh, Star Alliance is a group of, of, of airlines that decide to be partnered to each other but still they are competing. Still you have uh, an Australian uh, customer that might issue Chris Flyer loyalty program right in road to the Chris Flyer Singapore Airlines loyalty program, but still could have all the other seven carriers that participate in this program. So uh, it's, a, it's true competition happening. And why would they be willing to have a joint product? It's not the, the, the regular process. So that's why I was skeptical. 
And that's why I was extremely surprised with the reaction from the carriers. So they said, Renato, investigate, yeah. investigate more, see if there is a business case behind it. And, mm. uh, and then that's where I got to know a little bit more about our presence in Australia. Yeah. So we have around 10 million passengers come mm -hmm. uh, flying Star Alliance in and out of Australia every year. Wow. So, okay, so that's a super relevant number. Yeah. And out of this, 25%, they are enrolled with the loyalty programs of the airlines that are flying there. Okay. So said, okay, so good. So it's a consistent number uh, uh, to, to, to offer a credit card that, that could enable customers to earn miles in yeah. one single point and then convert to the different to the different programs. So we started investigating individually with the carriers. What are their feelings? Because they have their uh, indirect partnerships in the markets as well, right? We cannot cannibalize. We cannot yeah. uh, damage their current relationships in place. Yeah. So uh, we started investigating individually with each carrier. And that's where I might say uh, I'm, I appreciate very much the work that these carriers have done. Like how are their vision to, uh, to have uh, to have something different in place and test and see the, how attractive we could be together. Mm. Like, uh, I, I, if if we wouldn't have their vision in place, we would never be able to to launch something like this. Mm. And um, and then uh, when when we had the the first meetings, we we created a business case. We saw that uh, could really be an attractive program, mm -hmm. but everybody would was offering uh, 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 points there. So, and, and maybe with even uh, similar or few, few cards with a better conversion to the local carriers. So okay. how could we be stronger, have, have a stronger value position? If it's just for the regular massive uh, uh, volume of, of local customers, we wouldn't manage to do so. It's mm. like it's not feasible economically. So we started thinking on breaking a taboo. And Ooh. which taboo? The Star Alliance Gold Access. So in all the other uh, uh, partnerships established around the globe, yeah. we have this dogma. You have access to Star Alliance Gold by flying. Yeah. So that is the basis of the loyalty programs. You have okay. access to the different equivalent star gold levels with all the 20 who can fly programs by mm -hmm. flying. Yes. Uh, during, exactly during the, the two years COVID, we had the exception. So for having everyday relationship with customers, yeah. uh, the different loyalty programs could, could consider different types of interaction. Mm -hmm. uh, but that, until then, it was dogma. We, were, we, would, we would never offer um, uh, status gold for a customer that wouldn't have the travel behavior. Okay. And this then for a single market uh, that that we don't have a home carrier, that all the carriers that are flying there approved and then that you have this closed loop yeah. of benefits that all the points are converted to these carriers uh, uh, we decided that we would offer status gold. Wow. And that, that is a game changer because yeah. Nowhere else in the club this is offered. No, uh, not not in Australia. And yeah. then uh, we would make it possible. So, but 
what customer customers that would travel international would see the benefit of having this uh, uh, lounge access priority mm. access everywhere in the globe and that that is that is a hero benefit for sure incredible so, uh, with that with that cvp then yeah. i've uh, i uh, together with the team of airlines uh, to demonstrate that we were talking about an alliance product i had meetings with the different credit card networks okay. and with the different banks in Australia. And this was already uh, beginning of 2020, right before the pandemic. I even <laughs> remember traveling without a, a mask yeah. and seeing people with masks and said, oh, but why they are traveling with masks? And then two months later, everything was locked inside. So that, <laughs> Amazing, um, yeah. Tough times. But that, that, that killer um, CVP yeah. was, uh, was very attractive mainly for the credit card networks at first. Of course, yeah. Because Australia is a very regulated market. You have okay. uh, restrictions on the interchange fees that are offered. So close to what it is in the UK. Okay. Um, you have a pretty tough market. So then most of the banks, they were trying to develop their own loyalty programs uh, yeah. without uh, partnerships with uh, different airlines because then mm. they reduce the cost to operate them. Yeah. So uh, they were a little bit more reluctant to have something. Um, yeah. And uh, But the credit card networks, they were uh, really interested on doing that. Mm -hmm. That's when uh, we had uh, we had the chance to meet with Visa. And okay. then they were the first ones to believe in our uh, crazy idea of having the joint uh, loyalty program and credit card. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, Having establishing this partnership with Visa mm. uh, before COVID, yeah. uh, and and having their them with us during COVID was super important because this was one of the few projects mm. that never stopped during COVID. Okay, because of the partnership with Visa yeah. and because of the carers interest. All the other projects. So I have other projects that are being launched now as well. Customer uh, validation. Uh, with uh, uh, projects related to uh, uh, to partner accrual, uh, mm. to all of them were mm -hmm. for, were, were stopped during the pandemic to see yeah. to learn the, how we would come back. But this one we never stopped, mm. and and one of the reasons is because of carrier's interest. The other reason is the visa partnership. Yeah. At, la at a later stage, uh, we convinced uh, we together with uh, with HSBC. I think. Uh, those guys are genius. They they could have the vision as well uh, yeah. of uh, offering something different. Yeah, uh, they're they're not be between the the big four in Australia, so mm -hmm. they have to be the challengers as well. Nice. And they ha they had the vision yeah. to try to have something different. Yeah. And then uh, together with them, we could conv convince their uh, their board to jump in because yeah. there is a huge cost for them as well, right? Yeah. Uh, to, to create a, a product like this if, mm. if we don't have the right volume of credit card holders. So yeah. there is a risk for them. There is a risk for Visa. There is a risk for us. Of yeah. course, one of the biggest risks was with us too. If we wouldn't see this through, yeah. uh, there would be uh, uh, consequences for a star with all the resources that we have put on, in place, right? Mm. Uh, but then, uh, then together with uh, with Visa and HSBC, we could develop the platform mm. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, the platform comes from Ascenda, which is a, 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 a digital provider. Yeah. Uh, that 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 had a pretty good job, an excellent job. Uh, they were presented to us by Visa, and uh, and then we they had already the platform for points exchange. Okay. The platform to uh, to recognize status based on spending was not there. Why? Because it was not offered anywhere. <laughs> totally <laughs> so new to idea. Develop, yeah, crazy. We had, we had to develop it from scratch. Wow. And, 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 they, and they, they did a pretty good job connecting with the systems from HSBC as well. So it was a huge effort uh, to come to this point and have uh, having a, a product there that now in the first month already yeah. we, we could reach the the the, the the, the numbers for the month that were expected for the month, we reached the numbers in 10 days. Great. So it was incredible wow. for this first month without huge media. But, and that, that's just so, it's a super valuable product. It's really yeah. focused on the customer, yeah. uh, the international traveler yeah. to have benefits. So, and then, and then we will have a footprint in Australia with this product, the first loyalty program mm-hmm. with points, with generic Star Alliance points. And I mean yeah. generic because they can be converted to any of the seven participant points yes. that will never expire. Yes. And you can have access to status. So that is, yeah. the, that is the story so far of it. Hopefully, this yeah. success will keep on just going and going. And... Um, and and that would just consolidate our presence in Australia. Wonderful. Well, congratulations, Renato. It's a very inspiring story. As you said, if you'd have said it to me last time, I would have been so skeptical as well. <laughs> I know you have a job almost like a diplomat, of course, to keep all of the, the Star Alliance airlines, you know, really focused in, you know, a single direction, you know, alongside their own individual commercial interests. So that has always fascinated me about the role that you hold within the alliance. So it's um it's it's a testament to you. It's a testament to the airlines, and and I love that you use the word vision, because whether it's the individual carriers, as you said, that were willing to you know go for something that you know challenged a taboo and a dogma about status being available on non-airline spend. As you were explaining it, I was thinking it probably almost benefited from the the COVID behavior and I guess the need to recognize as airlines that, that, you know, the opportunity to connect for people with people between their flights. So that everyday spend and positioning Star Alliance as a program for, you know, a lifestyle, the lifestyle of international travelers. I think that's something that everybody now is super clear on. They might not have been as clear in 2017. So I'm not sure when the big light bulb went off for everybody about the power of a gold card being able to achieve that um, using the everyday spend. But certainly if I was in the Australian market, of course, you know, the, the opportunity for that gold status 
um, is so exciting. Honestly, I, I recently got upgraded elsewhere on a gold card. And for me, you know, it really is a different experience and not one I thought I'd be able to achieve. So pretty exciting to hear that you got your one month's target within 10 days. And as you said, the vision of Visa, the vision of HSBC and the vision of all your airlines. So, yeah, I suppose just have to say congratulations another time because you must be very relieved that it's finally in market. Super. Now, uh, with all the reports, checking on the numbers, uh, yeah. promoting the credit card with the marketing strategy, communicating with different channels. And yeah. the sad part, as you said, that I can get one here from Singapore. It's, an, it's, a, it's a card that is exclusively for Australia, for yeah. Australian residents. And yeah. I can just have a, a sample card with me, unfortunately, not being <laughs> able to, to use it and to get, get access yeah. to all the benefits. Yeah. Well, well, listen, um, as we said, we're recording now in December, um, you're one month live. I mean, the obvious question you might not be able to answer, but, you know, my curiosity is, you know, is there an opportunity to expand, you know, this concept, this product into other markets around the world, do you think? Um, again, I'm sure you can't comment in any detail, but I would say that the, you know, all of the partners, the airlines, as well as obviously the banking partners, must be super excited about seeing this. And again, maybe it's something that you have to say where we don't have a, you know, a home carrier, for example, there may be, you know, it may be strategically more useful um, where you you need that extra USP. But yeah, I would love anything you can say just in terms of your own thoughts on that. Definitely. I'll, I'll make a parallel to uh, the corporate strategy for Starline. And then you can, uh, oh, Renato, is there any other airline joining Star today or in the next months? I would say uh, we are happy with the network that we have, that we have uh, the, the biggest network in the world for yeah. an alliance. Yeah. Uh, but we always investigate if a new carrier wants to join or if there is a market that we have a white spot. We always investigate. We always analyze the numbers and yeah. see if it will make sense to the other members as well. And yeah. I think that is, uh, I see the credit card as, as, as part of, of the corporate strategy for Star Alliance. Mm-hmm. I think that, that it, it fits well with the situation of a non-home market and that yeah. we have the obligation to study. But today, the card is just, uh, uh, this initiative is just focused in, uh, in Australia. Never say never, of course, but uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. We, have, we have a lot of, a lot of moving pieces to control. Yeah. As I said, yeah. we have the different indirect earned partnerships of the multiple carriers in the different markets. We have carriers that have their credit cards in non-home markets as well. Yeah. Uh, we have we have many different factors to control. And of course, uh, the, the Star Alliance credit card is the mm. shell for the loyalty program. So if it's not relevant or if it's conflicting to the loyalty programs of the Alliance, it yeah. doesn't make sense. Uh, but uh, I'll be honest, when I moved here to Singapore, I was just uh, taking things out of the cabinet and, 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 and checking what should I bring or not. And then one, the, the, the marketing VP at that time, he passed by and he dropped a huge book on top of my desk saying, oh, Renato, have you seen this? And it, and it was a project that was dated of 2007. And oh. that was a project called uh, uh, Star Alliance.
client's credit card okay. in one market that is not Australia. Okay. And I said, okay, so see how, <laughs> how, how, how people how would make, really make sense to deliver this project, right? Because people yeah. thought about this in other markets as well. But as I said, there are so many moving pieces and yeah. different strategies to put together, right? And, and yeah. we, we don't want to harm any of these current of uh, partnerships that these programs have. So mm. uh, let, let's, let's focus in Australia. I think yeah. it's super innovative. First time that we created a loyalty program, first time that we created um, a currency that won't expire the points. Yeah. And the first time that we got this uh, support from the carriers to yeah. be facing the customer on their behalf. Yeah. Uh, it, it's a huge challenge because we have to deliver their customer value proposition on mm -hmm. their behalf or in the front part and yeah. then handle it back to them. For mm. the everyday relationship, so it's a tough job. Yeah. I hope we can make it. I, I'm pretty sure that it is <laughs> excellent team that we partner with Visa and with HSBC and the, and the team here and the carers team that yeah do, do, do a great great job. Of course, of course. And just on a practical level, Renato, my understanding then is uh, the currency is called Star Alliance points. Um, once I spend on the Star Alliance credit card in Australia, those points go into a central account. And then mm -hmm. when I want to travel and redeem them, I have a choice of seven carriers. And essentially then, I remember you made the point last time we spoke about looking at where the best value might be, of course, on the redemption side. And then mm -hmm. you make the the decision to, uh, I suppose, convert the points essentially to the carrier for the redemption. So it just gives the it gives the member, I guess, a lot of control um, and flexibility because sometimes we might not know, you know, even the destination, you know, far in advance when we're earning the points. So of course, to be able to have the flexibility to redeem for any destination um, at any time and with yeah. no expiry, I, I think. That's a wonderful value proposition. Yeah, that, that's why the points the points will never expire. Only yeah. if there, there there's no activity with the account in a specific time uh, in the season visits were explained that in uh, uh, that that points will be expired, but regularly they w will not. Yeah. Um, then you can you can convert points to participating carrier A, participating loyalty program B. Yeah. Uh, in like in the same day. Uh, if you want, but then you can wait to see where you're going to travel, where is the loyalty program that will give you the best benefits at that time. Yeah. Um, and even, and even note there uh, that you can, you can from any of the loyalty programs convert to all the 26 airlines. Okay. So a point that is converted to Air New Zealand yeah. can be redeemed in a flight from Air New Zealand mm -hmm. or from Avianca in the other side of the globe. Or to Singapore Airlines, that is even a participating airline. So it's a full flexible program yeah. with the with the other side that completely detached of the point earning process, connected to the spending. You can mm. have access to gold. So if a customer with yeah. sixty thousand Aussie dollars mm -hmm. um, uh, in one year, they mm -hmm. have access to star gold if they reach 30 they have access to silver and they maintain it throughout the, their their yeah. their lifetime but yeah. in the first three months as mm -hmm. a welcome gift as a welcome promotion mm -hmm. if they reach four thousand aussie dollars mm -hmm. which for a 
Australian uh, payment behavior, it's super accessible. They have okay. access to gold. It's a fast track to gold. Nice. So then, uh, and yeah. it's completely separate to the process for earning and converting mm-hmm. points. Mm-hmm. You select one of the airlines that are participating, mm-hmm. and then we call it status airline. And then if you reach the the, the spending threshold, mm-hmm. you you have access to gold with this airline for one year. Yeah, and then you can change in the next years, keeping the flexibility for the customer for the future. So if you are traveling, if you are working for a company in country A, then it, it makes more sense for you to travel with airline A. And mm. then you move and you start working for a company in country B yeah. that has the headquarters in country B. And then you have to travel with a different company from the alliance. You have mm. this differential. So you can, you can mm. shift between the different airlines mm. and keep loyalty with Star or if the different loyalty programs. Yeah. Yeah. And what I do love about the fact that this is for Australian consumers is, I guess, the maturity and the the understanding of consumers in the Australian market. And and I loved the figure you quoted earlier, Renato, of 10 million uh, passengers traveling internationally in and out of Australia, because, again, the, the home market is so mature, so well established and loyalty is such a mature business that, you know, it could be assumed you know, for those of us overseas, that that's all for domestic travel, for example. But uh, mm-hmm. some of the research that I know HSBC did in terms of your product development, I thought was fascinating as well. And mm-hmm. I've never seen particularly this question asked, but I thought it was brilliant that they they got the result that one in four people said they would pay with credit card rewards and points for their travel. So to me, that's a very high percentage. And of mm-hmm. course, the intention to travel is super high as well, 69%. So really shows um, a, a strong recovery recovery and an understanding of the power of their behavior to get the loyalty benefits. And I think they call it the tips and tricks to make sure that they can use their love of, you know, travel, which to me, the Australian culture is is inherently connected to global travel. Like it's just something Australians seem to to love to do even more than any other nationality I could think of. Correct. It's a lovely country. Uh, and, uh, and also in this, in this survey, uh, HSBC uh, could find out that uh, Australians that are planning to travel overseas yeah. in the next 12 months, they expand to spend average 7,000 Aussie dollars. So yeah. compared to what we just said, so if we're talking to the international traveler, this yeah. card is super connected. But it was surprising. We had a customer survey before launch and yeah. 71% of the customers that, uh, that answered that interview they were willing to change their credit card to this one. Wow. I never did that result. <laughs> and that was just to confirm. I think we were in the last miles yeah. where all the contracts were being signed and all the le- the efforts to connect, like people yeah. working late, uh, working in different time zones. It was like the last, uh, 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 I don't know, incentive to go through it. And yeah. then that was just a confirmation of what we were, with what we were being doing be launched right so that yeah. was that came in the right time confirmation of the cdp oh my goodness wow well listen renato um it's it's a huge success story i'm super pleased to hear what you've been working on and hiding there in singapore for the last <laughs> uh, year and a half since we spoke that's all the questions i have from my side is there anything else that you think uh, we need to talk about today renato before we wrap up 
Uh, I, I would just share something. Uh, when I visited the, the, our local team office in Australia, the supporting company that we hired, it's called Ellipsis, I found out that they kept one uh, Daruma doll. Have you heard about this story of the Daruma doll, the Japanese dolls? So you have, you have this Daruma doll that you paint one eye when you have a big challenge in your life okay. to, uh, to achieve. And then you leave one eye not painted. Uh, and, and then you just paint the other eye when you achieve the, when you achieve the, 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 the objective that you had, right? And okay. as you can see that this yes. is project from the project Orion. And we painted the other eye in the end. Wow. And it was, for me, I, I knew this story before because uh, an old colleague told me once. And for me, it was magical to paint the other eye of wow. the Japanese doll there in Australia when we, when we, when we were about to launch the credit card. So it, it has been a, a pretty intense journey. I mm -hmm. think uh, it was it was a relief and a milestone for me and for everybody that that contributed to this. I, I have uh, I appreciate and I have gratitude for all their efforts. I think without them we wouldn't may yeah. have made it. And uh, yeah, thank you for the opportunity of telling this the back background of this of this project. And uh, yeah, thank you for for this. It was incredible. Wonderful. Yes. And we're we're also great friends with the guys in Ellipsis. So delighted to hear they were also involved along your journey. And um, the other thing that I should mention actually is that we have a new way for people listening to our show to, to make a comment or a compliment or a question. So if it's okay with you, Renato, we'll just include a link in the show notes so that anybody who's listening who wants to maybe chat with us or with you about this discussion and give us any perspective perspective. Um, I think that would just be super nice. So is that okay with you if we include that in the overall show notes? Definitely. Happy to connect, happy to talk about it, happy to talk about Australia, about loyalty. I am a loyalty aficionado, so I'm yeah. happy to connect and talk about it. And come to Singapore, we can have we can have a coffee, you and anyone else, we can have a coffee or yeah. even a Singapore link. That is a local thing. Yes, <laughs> I'm. I'm still learning. I'm still learning my my ways around here. But uh, yeah, I invite everyone to come. Wonderful, great, and we'll obviously make sure to link to your LinkedIn profile as well, Renato, in the show notes, so people can reach out directly. Especially if, like me, they're hoping to get to uh, Singapore sometime soon. So, with all of that said, I want to say, Renato Ramos, Managing Director of Star Alliance Australia. And of course, Director of Loyalty for the Star Alliance globally. Thank you so much from Let's Talk Loyalty. Thank you, Paula. This show is sponsored by The Wise Marketeer, the world's most popular source of loyalty marketing news, insights and research. The Wise Marketeer also offers loyalty marketing training through its Loyalty Academy, which is already certified over 500 executives in 38 countries as certified loyalty marketing professionals. For more information, check out thewisemarketeer.com and loyaltyacademy.org. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Let's Talk Loyalty. If you'd like us to send you the latest shows each week, 
simply sign up for the Let's Talk Loyalty newsletter on letstalkloyalty.com. And we'll send our best episodes straight to your inbox. And don't forget that you can follow Let's Talk Loyalty on any of your favorite podcast platforms. And of course, we'd love for you to share your feedback and reviews. Thanks again for supporting the show.